morning, listener, and you are tuned in to... Come on, Redmen! This week we talk about Liverpool's devastating loss to their arch-rivals Manchester United and the fallout from that, including all kinds of talk of bangs and boo-boos and injuries. We go ahead to the Premier League fixtures and everything that happened over the weekend, winners, losers, surprises... And after that, we take a look at the table. Should we even be paying attention this early into the season? Finally, we're going to look ahead to next weekend when Liverpool face off against the lowly Bournemouth. All right, let's talk Liverpool United. Obviously a very, very disappointing... Do we have to, Nick? Uh, I'd rather not. I've been dreading this for the last two days. (laughs) This is the only time I've dreaded hanging out with you guys. Uh, 2-1. Not what you want. Not the way you want it. Um... What are your initial impressions other than dread and misery and... Poor performance from us. Good performance from United. And that's brief. (laughs) Yeah. To every single person, player on that United team, did everything that Ten Hag asked them to do. They were passionate. They were after us. They exposed our weaknesses. They performed well. Um, they needled us. De Gea, every time, popping into the... Uh, Match of his life. Tra- yeah. Like, yeah. if you look at the, Brentf- uh, the Brentford game before that, he only did long shots like that four times. He did them 12 against us. I saw. I saw that. So... Um, he exposed us, and that's a falling from us, and it, we're going to fail every time. So, let's get into the... Not just how exposed we were and why. Let's get into. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Usually, do we do uh, what would you? What did you like? What did you not like? I, there's not a lot. I liked Elliot. Like. I liked Fabio when he came on. Yeah. Fabio was nice. Yeah. I f- f- smegging love Milner. <laughs> That's really. A, you just call my three players that I liked. So Ooh. on my little piece of paper here, I have Elliot checkmark, Cavallio checkmark. Milner, Chetmack. So I agree with you, Tom. Those, those three. Um, I had one of three. Okay. One of those three. I liked Carvalho, but we'll get into that. So I'm going to deliberately mispronounce Carvalho um, just about ever. <laughs> okay. I've a couple of complaints from people uh, listening that I mispronounce it, and so now I feel like I just need to continue doing I it. I don't think I realized you were mispronouncing it until right in this moment. I was listening to another podcast today, and Joel Linton was being mispronounced. So... No worries. And that's a higher subscriber. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the midfield was a disaster. We've talked this point to death. Everyone has. Uh, I think the fact that our midfield was so disjointed and so broken uh, exposed our back line, which was dreadful. And our front line didn't seem to know they were our front line. Um... We had Diaz kind of in the middle of the final third, uh, Bobby all the way back, and then Salah wide all the way up front. I don't know what they were thinking there, so why don't you guys go ahead and dig into what you liked about the midfield, the back line, and the front line. Who performed well other than those three guys, given the circumstances? Um, yeah, what, what, yeah. What, are, what are your criticisms of the, the side so far? Criticisms? Um... Van Dyke not running and rushing the player, but I also would criticise Milner going to ground as quick as he did. If he stood, the player wouldn't have got off. Uh, Sancho uh, wouldn't have got that shot off. Uh, that's my two criticisms on that goal. 
Milner shouting and giving his captaincy band a little stretch to Van Dyke and showing him who's on the field as a player that should deserve a place on that field. You like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I actually have a criticism of that. I think, uh, just based on the way I saw the play unfold, I think Milner was... Van Dyke was not where he needed to be. Milner kind of blew it, too, like what you said. And I think it was a little bit of him getting in Van Dyke's face saying, Hey, Verge, you messed that up. But he was probably blowing off some steam because he was pissed that he screwed up, too. I hear you, but for me, Milner was... the. For every minute he was on the field, he was Milner. He gave his all all mm. of the time. Chased every ball. He, and that was the thing going back here. He rushed back to get into position um, to defend. And I think I could read Milner's lips. Um, and he was saying that that was your man. I shouldn't have had to 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 be on uh, Sancho. He specifically said, you have to close him out from okay. what I could yeah. read on his face. But Milner just like bugged back and the only reason that he didn't get to the man is because he just run all the way back and to try to join in the defense and yeah. Van Dyke should have picked him up and when Van, when Milner saw that Van Dyke wasn't he tried his best to get there and you know catch 37 years old and uh yeah he, he didn't get there Van Dyke yeah Van Dyke had to move five yards he just had to move yeah. what did he do he stood there like a freaking statue with his hands behind his back like PC fucking plod or like PC Harry Maguire I like Harry Maguire. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's not United scum, okay? I said like. We don't like no. comparisons either. Well, well, fair <laughs> enough. Well, then he needs to play better. Oh, yeah, Flat I out. agree. Three games now, he's not played well. And I made a lot of excuses for him last week. I kind of praised him last week, and you guys sort of were like, yeah, ah, I don't know, I don't know. And now, at this point, I'm done. I, Virgil's one of my favorite players, but it, I, at this point, he him needs three to weeks set in it a row. Up. This is my yeah. third week calling him. Yeah. And it, yeah. it rightfully so. Once, um, uh, twice, uh, three times. Uh, he looks like a. He reminds me of a. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it again. A bit of a United prima donna. He sat, He looked like a guy everybody has raved about him yeah. for three seasons about how great he was. Even the season at Southampton before that, how great he is. Most expensive defender. Blah 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 blah. And I think he's believing the whole freaking hype. He's forgot that it, you know the reason people hyped him so much is because he did his talking on the field. He's sniffing his own farts. <laughs> Sorry to be so blue, but I mean, let's face it, that's what could potentially be going on here. Yeah. Unless he's carrying a knock we don't know about. He's not carrying I don't think so. Don't think. No. All right, so we've destroyed Van Dyke. Okay, next. <laughs> well, next uh, uh, Trent. Trent. Uh, Awful. I could go on about Trent. I would have gone about Robbo a second. Robbo was... Okay. Bit, he was so far up in his normal attacking up the wing and he get caught out every time. Yeah. And that's what caused the Rashford goal in the second one. Yeah. Um, he was just out of position. And that's that's his role. And we just got exploited. Let's face it. Realistically, if we're doing the high press, we play a 2-3-5. Yes. I mean, there's no... Our defenders are our midfielders yes. at points. And when yeah. our midfield is this broken... I think yeah. what, what Nick said there, though, the 2-3-5, with the high press, you're exactly right. You, those, it's five people in the front line, mm-hmm. only two right at the back. Yeah. And... We used to win the ball so many times, it was only now and again we'd get exposed with those two people at the back. Mm-hmm. Phillips last week was exposed at the back. This week, Van Dyke was exposed at the back. So was um, Gomez, so was Trent. Yeah. They all were. 
can yeah. almost just play um, Rashford on side for uh, for the goal, so yeah. you can argue who's caught out there. Mm-hmm. So okay, Robertson pushing up so much, so you're going to skip here's, straight. Here's a here's a question based uh, just off of what you were just saying there with with the being exposed. Obviously, the midfield is not where we want it because we didn't have Fabinho or Thiago on the field, and we're seeing now just how much of a difference that makes. It's also we've been playing the same way for long enough now in the Klopp era with the team that these. Our opponents know how to. We they know how the we low play. block is the Achilles heel, and they just know like okay, we just wait for our moment and attack because especially when their midfield is in shambles as it, as it is now, all we have to do is get through those two backs. September two thousand eighteen. We've only made two changes in four years from the team that played against United from the team that played in September two thousand eighteen. And it's the first time we've lost to them too. It's Mane. And Ronaldo, that are gone. Wow, I've heard a lot of stuff about Ginny's exit, and could have got him back, but he's injured now, so he's done. Yeah, yeah, I saw that really heartbreaking. Yeah, heartbreaking that's that's too. a rough in, in, injury too. So I think Nikki are saying though that um, other teams have found us out. That's what I'm afraid of. I I don't even think I think everyone always knew. That was going to be the way to fight against that high press, that super aggressive, as it's been called, the heavy metal football that Klopp brings. I don't think it's that we were found out. I think the problem is we just don't have the players on the pitch right now to be able to execute it properly. So I would agree with you. And um... So you're saying we don't have squad depth. Correct. Which we'll get into more in-depth later, but yeah, that is what and I'm I think saying. we're going to talk about this later as well, but... Um... Leeds Chelsea. Leeds were the Gagan pressing Klopp um, era of four years ago. The high energy, they didn't let Chelsea rest at all, get into their rhythm. Chelsea didn't have the chance to play the ball in behind them because Leeds were all over them, like white on rice. Mm. It was, uh, it was, you know, so, so yeah, maybe. I'm interested to hear your breakdown of that game too because you, you were really excited about that. But before we get to that, if you don't mind, I want to talk about the front line. As I said in my little intro there, uh, I don't think we even had a front line in this match. So um, here's where you're talking about formation earlier. Yeah. And this is simply my opinion. And from what I've seen of us playing the last three games, basically, since Darwin has come in, Darwin's going to be an all-out striker, I think. He's mm-hmm. going to play... Rather than what Bobby normally does, and I think that's where Bobby fell and failed this week, is that they were trying to play a formation that they haven't been practicing, maybe. Mm-hmm. And Bobby doesn't fit into that system, while Darwin does, Fabio does, and Diaz does. Right. And completely agree. Yep. And that's where I think where we're going to miss Darwin again next week against Bournemouth. I don't think we'll have as hard a time like United. But again, it's the Premier League. You just don't know what's going to happen. I was going to say, I, I'm not making any predictions. So I was talking to somebody else about this, and uh, the we've been practicing for Darwin. We've been practicing for Darwin. We've been practicing for Darwin. And the counterpoint was made that we haven't just suddenly forgotten how to play with Bobby. We've for, for three, four years, we've been playing with Bobby. So while, while I made that point that I think that this whole tactical change and the big focus on Darwin and maybe we didn't know how to play without him. Um, you know, is it fair, the comeback that I got previously of, come on, I mean, I hear you, but is it just Bobby isn't as good anymore, really? Or is it really that 
Bobby has we never been a striker and a finisher for us, in at least in the past couple of seasons. When he first came, he was phenomenal at scoring, um, sometimes with no eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in the last number of years, he's been attacking midfielder, he's been a midfielder, and he defends like good old. Yeah. Um, we've utilized him and we have we have worked him ragged and he has fit into our system he's become an opportunist I think and he did that exact same thing in Hoffenheim before he came to us yeah um, and he was phenomenal for us when he first started as I said now I think yeah it's the Darwin legacy up front with Diaz probably Fabio Fabio may play second whistle, whistle to Diaz but I think Fabio needs to start next week. Yeah. That's my opinion. Well, we said that last week, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. If only Klopp had played our lineup, it would have all been better. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, our <laughs> predictions always ring true. <laughs> um, so we talked about the uh, the forward line. We talked about the defense. Well, what, what, let's talk about Salah. Yeah, it's, it's on my list here, yeah. Okay. Well, go on. Well, I don't have a lot to say about him other than... I don't have a lot to say about him. In other he words, he got the man of the match for that game. Somehow. He scored a goal. That's Rashford why. did, I thought. No, Salah did. For on on Sky Sports, uh, Salah got man of the match. What? Yeah. Listen, I, no one will ring Salah's praise more than me. But what? I know. I mean, if it's for the goal, fair enough. But. His goal wasn't memorable. He just headed it and it kind of bobbled in, really. Yeah. I mean, he, he was in the right place at the right time. Which is where you want strikers, by the way. But. Right, absolutely. And that's where he's been. When he's not doing his little runs, I mean, that is... We had five good. shots on target, six of them off target, and six of them blocked. And we had 70% of the possession. Yeah. Well, that's the story of Liverpool this year. But that's exactly what I was saying about teams knowing how to counter the high press. My, my comment next to They'll let right? us hold the... I'm sorry, Neil. I don't okay. mean to cut you off. I, they'll let us hold possession for the entire match. All they have to do is just make that one or two opportunity, And we're giving the opportunities away. As soon as they see an opening, they're countering us, and they're making the best of it every time. <laughs> yeah, my only comment on that is we need more out of him. I, yeah. I can't believe the Man of the Match um, award. But... I just feel as though we need more from Salah. I have three players who I thought were awful. Were TAA. We didn't really talk about it. I just think nobody wants to, to well, touch it. Well, I, I have one other thing to say about that, but okay, I was going to so let everyone TAA, else. VVD, and Firmino, awful. Mm-hmm. Salah, we need more from. from. Milner, I thought was excellent. I thought, again, he was the only person who... He's been our player of the season so far, and I can't believe I'm saying that. He just has given it all in every game, and... He's made a difference in the two draws. Um, you know, sure, there's plenty of criticism for, for Milner and everybody else, but I thought Milner was good. Cavallo good. Elliot good. Elliot still sometimes looks a bit like a chicken running around with his head cut off. Yes, but, um, yes, very chaotic. He, he's starting to, yeah. When, when he gets the ball and he's unsure of getting around the player or making the pass, he can look a, lot, a little lost. He forces the ball when he doesn't have the open. And he loses the ball a little as well when yeah. he does that. Mm-hmm. But he's not—he's not. He's not, he's not even in. twenty years old. So he's not—he's not twenty years old, and he's coming in in the most chaotic period yeah. this team has seen in the last five years. And at he, least for as long as he's been with the team, I would say at least you can see he's trying to do something. Yeah, and at least you can see Milner's trying to do something. Yeah. Rest of them, I'm not sure. I know what they were trying to do, and I include Salah in that. Well, I was going to say I would—I would. I would I, Salah's definitely doing his best, but. I, 
I feel like we say this every episode. It's he doesn't have a lot of opportunity because the defense knows the ball goes through him. And the other guys that are open when they go to cover Salah just aren't making the most of their chances. We see Diaz take a lot of shots, and they don't always fall. It's not necessarily that Diaz is playing poorly. They're just not always going to go in the way they were used to with Salah. We're used to the ball just going in the, the, the net, and it, it hasn't been for Salah. Um, I want to make one more, and I don't want to belabor it, but I do want to hear your guys' thoughts on it. The, the right side... I know every podcast I listen to, every analysis I've watched, everyone talks about the right side of the field. Hendo not being on the right side, left us wide open. Gomez being back there to cover Trent when he's up high just is not the answer. Not having Kanate or Matip back there, we're seeing like just how how skinny our depth is. And in the, on that right side, we had Hendo playing in the middle instead of on the right side where he's used to. Because Elliot played the right, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And that is just a system that will we're going to bleed points if we keep going that way. I'm all right with Gomez back there. I think Gomez is... I like Gomez, for the record. So I think Gomez is equally as good as Matip or Kanate as a centre-back. Um, Kanate, I do think, is the future, by the way. But um, but I, I'm I'm happy with Gomez. I know he played him on side. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I'm not so worried about that. I do agree with you that we needed more protection on that right side because Trent is frankly awful um you know I'm I think it might be time given our midfield problems to try Trent in midfield I think that's a good idea Milner Gomez or Milner well are we forgetting our shiny new toy that granted he's injured and young but that's what we bought him for right yes I mean we brought him as cover so um I wouldn't try two experiments at the same time, putting right. Ramsey at right back <laughs> and putting uh, Trent in midfield. But um, fair, and you know we'd have to pick the right game for it. Probably a Carabao Cup game um, is probably the way to go. Um, so against Derby, maybe. <laughs> but um, if yeah, maybe. Uh, so yeah, I I just think the time may be up for Trent as a defender. Uh, yeah, uh, I think we're all unfortunately coming to that conclusion. Tom, anything but to add? You. Everyone sounds like they're mourning the loss of Trent here. Um, if he is not going to be a defender, then he's going to still play with the club. He's still going to do stuff. And, oh, and yes, I think he, it's a good thing. Oh, yeah, but you're all droopy, moaning. No, come on. A little live, people. We've it's got a midfield problem. We've got a star midfielder, and he's yeah, right now our back line is screwed. <laughs> hey, hey we're, we're Liverpool. Our back line has always been screwed. <laughs> Emlyn Hughes would disagree. Um, Phil Thompson would disagree. I was more thinking Carragher years, you know, the, the different... <laughs> shh, 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 we we used to have that. Torres up front scoring goals but leaking them in the back. <laughs> Suarez, yes, scoring. Yes, four, five. Oh, yeah, we put in three ourselves. <laughs> but, but gosh, they were exciting days. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're losing 2-0. Right. Ah, we're winning 3-2. <laughs> Guardiola's doing it though with um, Kyle Walker is moving more into a midfield role. James at Chelsea is playing a more of a midfield role. There's, um, there's you know, defenders going to midfield roles is not, um, it's it's the fashion in fact. Mm. I th- and I think honestly, I, I know, and that's been discussed before is moving Trent up. I, and I, I think it's a great move, especially if we have like a proper replacement for him back there that will play the true right back role. I don't I, see it as a as a problem. I, I think that really... And it could give Trent a lot of confidence, too, where he doesn't have to worry about that as much anymore. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to make a, uh, a point. Last season, after three games, Liverpool played three, won two, drew one. City played three, won two, lost one. And at the top of the table, three out of three was Spurs. Mm-hmm. So am I worried about where we are right now? A little. But am I worried in the long run of the game? 30 whatever games to go? No. I agree with you. Um, I think that the one thing we have to bring up that is kind of to your point here. I'm not worried about our place in the table. What I'm worried about is when the subs started coming on and how few options it looked like Klopp had. But again, we had 70% of the possession. We just need to find the back of the net. I think the teams are giving us 70% of possession. I can say we're playing like Arsenal back in the 90s with Henri. Uh, We play around the box until we find an opening and boom, header in. So we said last last week that you can't have Milner and Hendo on the field at the same time. For a lot of reasons. For positive reasons too because they're both such strong captains that you want to be able to switch them out. But also because it's just not a good midfield. Fabinho should have started. And that's where I was going with it. That needed to be... Totally. I mean, we all... To me, it was the first name on all of our team sheets last week. I mm-hmm. think we may have said that. If we didn't, we said it off air. But um, but yeah, Fabinho had to start that game. Yeah. A big reason why we lost to United, Klopp got the tactics wrong. A big reason why we didn't do well against was it Palace or Fulham, I can't remember which game it was now. Both, both. Um, was <laughs> because Klopp got the selection wrong, in my opinion, with Phillips. Yeah, um, yeah, Palace. I see. I liked Phillips in that game. Yes, he may have made a few mistakes, but I think a lot of those mistakes were made up with good tackles. And I have heard that too. And you, know, and, and no matter what I say about you, I'm entitled to your opinion. Thanks. So, <laughs> um, Everyone is. So, um, uh, the uh, I, I hate to say it. I'm oh, starting. To, I'm starting to just feel that I'm not got the confidence in Klopp that I used to have. Ah, give it time. We're not there yet. We're not there yet, Neil. We're not there yet. It's only the third match. Today, you are the plastic. You know, know. (laughs) we don't use the P word. Come on, Tom. We should actually get a plastic Liverpool. Hand it out to the just pass it around the room. Who gets the plastic? You are the plastic fan. All right, well, there you go. I said it. Um, I'm starting to doubt Klopp. In in Klopp, I have always trusted. Uh, he's, He's bugged me the last couple of weeks. Well, I mean, think back to how high we were after the Charity Shield. And how good we felt about, oh, it's clap, it's clap, it's clap. Yeah. Look, our record against United in total, we've played them 61 times, won 18, lost 29, and drew 14. 77 goals for and 81 against. Well, it's almost That's like the we- last four years never happened. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> I know, and we got nine goals last season against. Them. I'm glad you brought United up again because we we did fail to talk about one other um, piece. Um, We're just getting there now. Okay. Uh, well, what nice things would you like to say about this gum? Well, uh, nice and observation. They are two very different things. We're not being gracious. We're just going, this is what happened. Oh, we're describing football, not the... Okay. That's or fine. lack of what happened because there were three notable absences in their side with Fred, Slabhead, Harry Maguire, and uh, their First big up, centerpiece, Cristiano I, Ronaldo. I saw a little video of Maguire today on Twitter, I believe, going up to Ronaldo and going, do you know I'm captain? 
was he asking because he's unsure or was he asking because Ronaldo did something wrong? <laughs> did Ronaldo immediately burst into laughter the way we did? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch the whole video. Um, but Maguire isn't going to be their captain, I don't think. I no. think that yeah, ship has sailed. Yes. They're going to offload him somewhere, maybe back to Leicester for yeah. free. Uh, who? Well, I don't know. Brenda wants him. But... <laughs> But uh, Fred, I don't rate as the player. I don't think he is... And, and this is me bigging Man United up. I don't think he's Man United material. And, and, and I was a plastic fan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you want to clap out, mine's different. <laughs> so who takes the captaincy? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I did not say I wanted to clap out. <laughs> I said, oh, I said... Fine. You tried to sneak you that in, one in. You implied. I did not. I said, I'm beginning to worry about him. You're beginning to okay. lose trust, which after starting as bad as we did, I think a lot of fans are, are criticizing him. I don't agree at all, but it's everyone is allowed to have their opinion. Remember? Yeah. Remember? <laughs> we just talked about this, Tom. I'm also a wind-up merchant. <laughs> you really uh, are. <laughs> so I don't have anything positive to say, say about any United players other than they all played really well. Um and I will say, even Bruno Fernandes played very, very well. He did exactly the job. And um, if I, if a Liverpool player had done the shyster thing he did, holding the ball, I would have been laughing about it. I wouldn't have approved of it. I think we should have got the ball back. Um, I think the referee should have it's, done it's something. It's legally it his, his ball. It's, yeah, on Nick's point, it is legally United's ball. I understand he's going to time waste bringing that ball over. And that's why we players rush for the ball to get it. Did Salah not? But have you noticed he was wasting a lot more time trying to get the ball off him? <laughs> yes, and it really, really annoyed me. Yeah. Right? I even think I said that. No, you weren't here. Uh, I, I may have said that out loud. Um, just get back to the other side of the field and yeah, just Fernandez, kind of the referee, get the ball back in play. But if yeah. all of our players get back our side of the field referee has to go hey look come on United snap to it yes and right? if he had caught another card for that then he would have been sent off yeah, yeah. which could have changed the end of that match you're not going to he's not going to give a second yellow for oh for time I, don't think, I think I think they could and, and have thought, done wait I thought they were supposed to be tightening up and, and yes, I know supposed to, they're supposed to tighten up the rules on time wasting this year yes so that could have been the first example we see there was also some complaints about United's uh, ball retrieval with a multi-ball system. Oh, you, you saw that video of... I'm, I didn't see any video. I just watched a little bit of... Uh, was it Martial or... I can't think who it was. Ball Boy gets the ball and he gives the little... Oh, yeah, I like, saw that. Slow down, kid. Slow down. Yeah. So all I heard it was an interview where Klopp suggested that if somebody did time when it was a United ball, the time the multi-ball got the ball back in, and time similarly the time it took to get the ball back in when Liverpool uh, throw, there would have been a big difference. Klopp, um, Klopp suggested that somebody looked at it. Um, don't I, know the facts. I don't know. I didn't watch. Look, it wouldn't have made any I'm difference. Not, I'm not we could have had the ball in. all day and we, and we would have lost that game. We did yeah, have, we the did have the ball all day. <laughs> <laughs> 70% of us. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well... Uh, I guess that covers that, unless anyone has any closing thoughts to my least favorite result that we've had in the last calendar year. Play more Fabi uh, Fabio. Play Fabinho in midfield, and don't change that. Mm -hmm. um, maybe have a game without Salah and see what happens. Ooh, I don't know about that. What about uh, Carvalho? Stick Elliot over that side. 
Fabio. Fabio. Yeah. Fabio Caballo. Uh, yeah. Where? No, what I mean is where? Where do you want him? I don't know. He looked good on the left when he came on for Diaz. Well, technically he came out from midfield. Because he's, he's played some, some midfield and he's really good there too. I, I like him everywhere I've seen him so far. I'd like to see him running toward a goal. Okay. <laughs> That's what I want to see him do. I like it. I like it. Neil? Um, for me, what do I want to see? Um, oh, final comments on, on United. Um, so what I want is a reaction from Liverpool the same way as United reacted after their loss to Brentford. That's what I want to see against Bournemouth. That's what I see, want to see Klopp, whatever he has to do, whether that's the arm around the shoulder or read the riot act, whatever it is that... Kicking a boot at a player? Say again? Kicking a boot at a player? Uh, Fergie style? Yeah, Fergie style, yeah, the hairdryer. But whatever... I think he cut Beckham's eye, didn't he, with that one? But whatever, whatever it takes to put some fire in Liverpool's belly and Van Dijk's belly, um, that's what we need, and that's what we need to see in the Bournemouth game. Agree. On that, we played every single game last year. Every single one of them. Right? Tired of hearing about it. Yeah. Um, are they tired? That was my question. It wasn't, uh, are they are tired. Are they tired? There's, there's Do you think that's be, an argument? There's got to be a little bit of that. There's got to be a little carryover fatigue, I'm sure. They're not the only ones that played a lot of games last year. And I, I, I had this penned later I didn't even know if I was going to bring it up they did do a lot of traveling in a very truncated preseason so we can make all these excuses they also drew against Fulham they drew against Crystal Palace and they just lost to a United team that's been bleeding for again, most <laughs> most of the previous calendar year let's talk about the fallout from it starting with so much has been said about injuries we got to talk about some of these injuries because it's really important to mention that well, we're looking at it now. We don't have Kanate, we mentioned. Mm-hmm. We don't have Kelleher, not as important. Jata, not having the, the flexibility. I in heard the he's back in training. Yeah, he's still going to be, what, two weeks, I think, was yeah. last I heard. Matip, another one we already mentioned that's huge. Not having Kanate and Matip rotating in with Virgil, is, is it's a problem. Curtis Jones, I didn't even realize was injured especially knowing he's not going to be back for at least on, another month. On the traumatic thing, I actually have a, a different view. I like Gomez, and I always have. I, I'm glad he's getting time. I'm glad he's got minutes. Um, what I don't like about missing Kanate and Matt at the moment is the pressure on Van Dijk. Van Dijk's just like, yeah, I play every week. A little mm-hmm. bit like Harry Maguire got rested. <laughs> if, I, if I had a fit Joel Matip and a, fish, a fit Kanate, I might say, hey, Verge, Sit this one out, Take a break. and uh, um, we're gonna we're gonna have Kanate playing. So that's actually some of the reason I want the um, Matip and Kanate back. I agree. Do you think Klopp is mad enough to to put Virgil on the bench and put Phillips in? After no. just, after of three weeks, I would. <laughs> <laughs> it he would might, be it would be not good. He might allude to it in training. It depends, you know. He's a, he's a good man, manager, motivator. Mm-hmm. Um, if he thinks that that's going to motivate Virgil, then yes, he would do it. But uh, I don't think he'll do it in a in a game. Okay. Um, Curtis Jones and Ox and Tiago. Ox has been injured for forever. I mean, he's never been healthy. Um, <laughs> he looks good when he is every once in a long while. The last time he played well was Champions League 2019. All right. 
That's what I, I haven't I'm... seen him play as high as he has. Uh, maybe I just have a very high standard for him. Like I think he played better in that season for us than he did ever at Arsenal. Okay. Uh, and that, I think Klopp brought something out on him. Now that he's injured and injured again and injured again, are we just going to offload him? Should we offload him? Or does he bring something to the team at this point in time? Or have we just been paying wages to an injured player? Didn't they try to offload him in the... the the window and didn't get anyone to bite on it I don't know I mean now that he's hurt no one's going to take it right I think somebody was going to bite on Ox and there was a chance he was going but then he got hurt right before it okay gotcha All right. do you know who for some reason Bournemouth is what's sticking in my mind interesting oh you know what you meant and didn't he come from Southampton he did which, so, which yeah. is you know down the south coast there may be um, you know a reason for him to go there yeah okay Alright, well this, this well, is telling... They have a rivalry, so... Yeah. It's a small rivalry, but it's still a rivalry. Agreed. This, this is telling a pretty clear story. Why... Our defence is leaking and our midfield is leaking? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're all hurt. They're all right here. Now, these guys are in the team. Okay, let's say everyone's healthy. Does hmm. Liverpool start better? It sounds like a silly question, but... There's a there's a lot of peripheral going on there. Tiago and Canate, I think, made a big difference. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Tiago think... brings experience to the the game mm-hmm. and to the dressing room. Canate, um, on the other hand, he's a good defender, and I think yeah, he's missed. But Joel Matip in my book has missed more because Joel last season ran through the middle and cracked open midfields and defenses and. Well, he's he's historically injured a lot, and he was the Iron Man last year. Yeah, you cursed him, didn't you, Nick? Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Can you say something like about another team for us now? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean Bournemouth. You have magic. Really in. great, as you said last week. <laughs> you have magic in you now. Bournemouth look really great, and so do Man City. I love Holland. Best player I've ever seen on the pitch. Um, okay, so in lieu of this. Do we think there's any chance that Klopp makes a move in the transfer window? I think Klopp wants to make a move in the transfer window. Yeah. But Based on his interviews, yeah. he keeps, I mean, in his own very passive way, keeps alluding to, I want to make more moves, and yeah. someone's not letting him. But And that's what I was just about to say. Is that where the board come in and we break our, you know, our little pyramid that we've had for a while, like what we did with Salah? I think we're. I, I I think it's time because I think we're behind, and this is showing that. I mean, again, you can't do anything against injuries, but the fact that we don't have that flexibility to offset it by. I mean, what is the worst case that happens? We go buy a class midfielder. We still have that midfielder even when everyone gets. I know. Healthy. And I think it's this Jude Bellingham thing. Yeah, this is That's, starting to get annoying too. Yeah, and. Dortmund won't get rid of, as I said, I think I said this in episode one, won't get rid of two stars in one, one season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and especially with the window now uh, less than a week, maybe. September 1, I think, or is it 4? Which, maybe, whichever, it's close enough that yeah. we should be. It's maybe 8 days, 9 days max, but yeah, it's close to the end. Uh, oh, I don't think we're getting Jude. No, it's not going to happen. Although Dortmund's, I heard a rumor that they're interested in Keita, who we have to talk about here. His his maybe, absence, maybe his there's injuries. a swap. 
Who knows? It's not the worst stuff. thing in the world. I would love that. Nothing would make me happy. I like Keita, and I think he's done great things with us. I think Bellingham would bring more to the table. He's younger. He could probably stay for six years and then move on to another club even and have a different career there. Tell me but, about Bellingham. I'm sorry, Neil. Did, did you have something to add into that? Two, two things. Two responses to, to things that you guys have said. So firstly, I'd be happy with a Keita Bellingham swap and I would even go as far as sixty million plus Cater. Bellingham now. Now Bellingham is probably worth. Bellingham was saying he's ninety. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say. Yeah, that's um, fair. So, so that if we could get something like that done, that'd be awesome. Do I think we will? No. No. And then the second point I wanted to make was you. You asked a question. I'm going to blank on it. Um, I only blabbed over your thought. I'm sorry. Let me let me see if I can come back to it in a minute. But yeah, keep going, Nick. All right, so let me ask you, Bellingham, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I know he's good. I've seen highlight reels. That doesn't tell the whole story. What kind of a midfielder is he? Is he attacking? Is he a holding midfielder? He was midfielder? playing the championship for Birmingham City two years ago and thought he was better than Birmingham City and wanted a big league move. Nobody came in from the Premier League, and so he he moved to Dortmund, and his price has gone from $17 million? Mm-hmm. To ninety on the strength of one season in the Bundesliga. Yikes! Um, so for a team that lost to, <laughs> to Bayern, he might be a little overhyped. Okay, well, considering that we've got fans in our community that think that Darwin was overhyped and overpriced, that might be a, a very, very tricky line to toe for Klopp and and. Team. Which is exactly why I think FSG are not yeah. necessarily wanting to break the structure. And um, it also gives them six months for them to see Bellingham, six months more of Bellingham. Yeah, if he's, if he's great for the wonder, next six months. Or is he uh, still a star in the Bundesliga? Okay, interesting. Um, I don't really, I try not to follow rumors and stuff because they're usually... They're rumors? Yeah. And that's all they end up being. So I don't really know I, if you go on Reddit or Twitter or whatever format you choose. Oh, I know. And, I know sorry. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah. what I was going to say. It was, you asked the question of, would it be so bad if we got a Drew Bellingham and we increase the score? What would be the worst? We still have all those players. So the answer to that is, you can get some problems and dissent in the dressing room when you've got too many players who aren't getting game time and... You know, and you've got some. You've invested in youth, and and you've kept Elliot. You've got Carvalho, and and now they're not getting the minutes, and people start to get unhappy. And an unhappy dressing room can really sink a club really fast. There's, you know, there's some rumor that Manny was holding the dressing room together, and and there's a lot of influential players on our team, right? Thiago is one of them. Milner is one of them. Hendo's one of them. Van Dijk, Salah too. People don't Salah. talk about that. These yeah. players love Salah. So I mean, we, I've, I've heard... I don't. I don't think there's a divide. If that's no, I think, I, and I have about. not heard. That's not one of those those rumors about Mane was holding the dressing room to, or Kata's the descent guy. Like we've we've heard a lot of weird little things. Just like we heard last year that there was this rivalry between Mane and Salah. Yeah. Which, I mean, from everything media. you can see, it just sounds like a bunch of trumped up nonsense. Where I mean, I, it could be happening. I don't know. I'm not in there. So I'm not going to assume that's what's going on. I'm going to assume that the nine first-team players that are on the injured list for significant periods of time are why Liverpool isn't playing up to their potential. All right, let's take a break, and when we get back, we'll take a look back at this weekend's previous results. 
Welcome back. Uh, we are looking backwards at the results from this previous weekend's matches. Uh, let's start with Spurs-Wolves. Anyone? Yeah, I mean, Wolves, I thought, were a little unlucky this week. Um, you know, I expected Tottenham to come out and, and be fantastic after they uh, didn't do so well against Chelsea the week before. Um, but first half, um, Spurs were pretty quiet, and I thought Wolves played pretty nicely. Um you know, I know one of our listeners asked us to talk about Wolves a little bit more, so so there you go. Unfortunately, the second half, Spurs were in the ascendancy. They probably were good for their 1-0 victory, and uh, I still don't think the Wolves have enough quality, and I am a little fearful for them. Well, I'm not going to talk about Wolves anymore, for the sake of our friend, because I've already made my opinion known <laughs> about them, and it's nothing personal. Um... Tom, anything on that? No, I didn't really watch the Spur, uh, the Spurs Wolves game. Um, I think it was under the background, and I just just didn't care, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, three one to Palace, who looks really good this year. Anything to mention? Oh, just echo your thoughts. I think Palace looks really good. I think Vieira's got them playing really nicely. Mm, yeah. I think they're aging a little bit. They just need to freshen the squad probably next year. Yep, but. Um, and Villa look awful. They look, they look dreadful. Bad. And I yeah. hate I hate to say that because, you know, I want to see uh, Gerard succeed there, but I don't know if it's the team or what Still in love with your ex, huh? Yeah, very <laughs> much so. I have no problem admitting that. Got him on speed dial. <laughs> you haven't seen my kit closet. <laughs> Half of them have a number eight on it. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm happy for Crystal Palace, though. I, I, there's something about that team, even though, obviously, we got a tough result from them last week. Uh, just... I, yeah. I like him. Uh, Everton Forest one one. Yeah, not surprised. Both of them are diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Fulham Brentford. I think this is a match we all kind of. That liked. was a. That was an exciting game. That is why you tune in to watch the Premier League. Yeah. That and the City game. Yeah, I think you're making fun of me, Tom, because I tuned in and I started watching it, and then I went outside to the shed and did some carpentry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Brentford are two up. Fulham start making a comeback. It was it was amazing. I, I like how, how they made a comeback. I don't know, but they did. Uh, fair play to Fulham. That is, by the way, the first West London derby in the Premier League. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. How about Mitrovic's uh, game winner at the ninetieth minute? Yeah, that's my point. Okay. <laughs> how do they do that? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. But they, they, he's gonna. I know there were a lot of question marks about him coming up to the Premier League, and uh, I think he's he's, he's solving so. every single one of those, yeah. those problems. He probably won't be staying at Fulham for long. No, no, I don't think so. I'm not even quite sure his age, but if he plays this way and Fulham go down, someone in the Premier League he's an is absolute get animal. They're yeah. not going down this year, I don't think. I think they're going to be one of those ones that, that sticks around kind of mid table. Uh, Leicester Saints one two anything. Yeah, shock result. Leicester's performance all year has been pretty poor, to be honest. Um, Vardy hasn't got going to score. There's they made no problems with Ian Nacho. You no know. transfers. Yeah, they're struggling. Um, Only team, right? Yeah, it's a team that's, that's struggling. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers, um, I don't know what's gone wrong there. All right, well, moving on. Uh, our opponent next weekend, Bournemouth versus Arsenal. Nil, three to Arsenal. Should have been four. I agree. Jesus was played onside. That, like, I don't care what you think. That was onside. 
VR got it wrong, I think. Um, but at the end of the day, 3-0, still great result for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, just keeps surging ahead. Two it's bangers. A, it's amazing what 12 months can do to you. <laughs> Uh, Odegaard, I think he sniped that one that one goal from from Jesus because we watched that. Yeah, here, and uh, uh, but that first goal he but had was good. He would have made the goal. Uh, Jesus probably would have got it saved. Looking back at it, you think so? Yeah, just the way the goalkeeper was positioning and the defender. Okay, all right, all right. Anything on that one? Uh, yawn, guys. It was just totally as expected. Bomb with the crap. Arsenal <laughs> great. Move on. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Leeds Chelsea. So this, this this one's going to be now the Neil show. There was the game of the week. Go ahead, <laughs> get your Brent, yawns ready, you're Tom. Brent, you're Brentford <laughs> Fulham's and you're, what was it? Game of the week. Game of the week. Bournemouth Arsenal. The game of the week is Newcastle City. Well, yeah, okay. no question. Uh, I don't know. You know, no. For me, I still think game of the week was Leeds Chelsea. Everyone's uh, entitled to their uh, opinion. Leeds, Neil. Leeds, Ever Leeds. the contrarian, Neil. Leeds were. Freaking awesome. Um, all over Chelsea. Um, and honestly, the, the Ted Lasso impressions are, are, are getting a little too real. It, it was, it was kind of crazy. And then the, the other American, was it Aronson, is that his name? He, he looked awesome. Um, it was, um, yeah, absolute a rout. And uh, I loved every minute of it. They ain't got no history, that Chelsea. Loved it. Leeds, that's a club with history. <laughs> I remember when Leeds were in the Champions League in 2001. Just talking to Nick about that earlier. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very topical. Um, Mark Viduka up front. I think he might have been. Yeah. And Smith. What's yeah. Going, what, what's, Smith. Make it quick. What's going on with Chelsea? They just don't look like... They're firing in all cylinders? No, they yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, there's different, well, different tactics. One week good, from... one week not good. It's... Tuchel is changing tactics and whatever else. Like, James Reese was in the game the week before, all over the place. And this week, he was nowhere to be seen, really. Mm. Um, like, I was singing his praises two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, but he's yeah. played much more of a defensive position. And quite frankly, Leeds were so Adam. It just stopped James coming forward and doing much it, of the ball. He had to just defend. But Leeds came into that game looking to win. And yeah. they looked more up for the fight than Chelsea did from the off. And I, I think... That's where Chelsea's downfall was in that game. Is they just never started their gears off right. They just didn't kick into first gear. Okay, that sounds Tuch- familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and now Tuchel's been banned for a game and fined thirty-five thousand. Oh found yeah. It. And yeah. this is the question that I had. Both of them got a red card yep. previous game. They should have missed this game. I thought that was the rule. Um, I think they had to have a hearing. Um, I don't know why what it is with coaches, but there was a hearing and um, Tuchel's going to miss one game. And $35,000 fine. And Conte got a $15,000 fine and not missing a game. Right. So it is obviously a little different for coaches than it is for the players in terms of a, that. But yeah, I was a bit surprised. I thought they both would have missed one game. Yeah. And then yeah. I thought when I read this initially that Tuchel was getting an extra one on top of it, but apparently not. Mm. Huh. Thanks for clarifying. No, okay. As much as I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than what I had. <laughs> uh, Hammers, Brighton. Well oh, done, two. Brighton. Yeah, the goals. Is everyone jumping on the Brighton bandwagon yet? To <laughs> <laughs> so jump on the Brighton bandwagon, last week I was talking about Eddie Howe being a tactical genius and a new you know, British star. Um, 
But Graham Potter is quietly going about doing the damn business, isn't he? Jesus, Neil, you're like a 13-year-old girl with a new crush every week. <laughs> <laughs> who are you passing notes well, to this week? Last week it was the Toonami. This week I'm talking about... That was who I was hoping for, and they did yeah. well. We'll talk about it in a minute. Okay. Um, in retrospect, look? Brighton. Um, okay. But I do try and do it as a forward-looking, so I'll get to my... Uh, Hot crush of the week when we, uh, <laughs> on the when we get to predictions. On the wing of a seagull. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about match of the week, I think. Well, outside of our resident contrarian, Neil. Uh, Newcastle, Man City, draw 3-3. Three, three. And a Holland had one goal. Just want how, to clarify. How do you know that? Did, did someone clarify. text you that? No, I have it written down here. <laughs> Um, yeah, what a game. Uh, wow, Newcastle, just Eddie Howe, <laughs> heavy metal football <laughs> from <yes>. the north. <laughs> um, yeah, just amazing. Oh, Sam Maximum, what can yeah, I Yeah, so I mean, he's the new crush of the Come on then, what you negativity said, are you going to bring to well, this no, conversation? You said, you said heavy metal football, and you said from the north, and I thought of the statue up there in Newcastle and Sunderland. Oh, the angel? The angel of the north, and I thought, that's fucking Harry Maguire. <laughs> and then I, was I thought like, he was the angel of death. <laughs> maybe if it had its hands folded behind its back, it could have been. Virgil I was going to say, Ooh. and it, it needs a flatter face. You know, it's going to look more like Easter Island. I'd say. Um, Sorry, I completely interrupted you, uh, Tom. You were about to tell me about uh, some maximum. What a oh wow! Like he was Alan Shearer's pick of the week. He's my pick of the week. Yeah, he was 100%. just phenomenal. You just put yourself in the same echelon as Alan Shearer. Yeah, I did. That's, <laughs> Could that's, I score like him? Nah. That's very Could gracious I run like of him. You, Tom. Nah. Does he have a better haircut? Nah. <laughs> but yes. His player of the week is my player of the week. Excellent. All right. Best buddies now. Well, if the if the world didn't know who that was before this week, everyone who watches Premier League football now oh, knows wow. who just who the hell that guy. And is. I think that if they had pushed a little harder after the third, they probably could have held out for a three-two win. I know yeah, that City would definitely have got one back, but for City to get two really quickly, in I think three that was, minutes. Yeah. But you're looking at the De Bruyne show at that point I know, in time. I know. And he just puts the team on his back and gets the ball where it needs yeah. to go. We've seen it so many But for Newcastle, I think that was definitely a result that they will relish in. And it's well-deserved. Okay. And not many teams come toe-to-toe with City and come out with a result. Yeah. Especially after drawing 0-0 with Brighton the week before. <laughs> well, hey, hey, hold on. The goals are on the up. They are indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, frankly, in the end, I was disappointed. I'm, I don't know about you guys. You know, would I have taken a draw beforehand? Sure. Did I predict a Newcastle win? Yes. When it was three-one, was I happy as a pig in the proverbial? Oh, yes, I was. Um, so I was ended up. I ended up just being a bit disappointed, and I ended up just wanting. So you to ended up being a sourpuss, is what happened. I did sourpuss me. Yeah. So here's a question. As an American, this makes sense. But do you guys know? Have you guys ever heard the legend of the three-one lead? It's the worst lead to have. Oh, don't It's a get hockey this. thing. Oh, I knew like it. Him. I knew this it. This is like him on the XG last week. Now 3-1's the worst lead to have. No, no, no. This is an American hockey. thing. Hockey. First of all. I don't watch hockey. I know These are it. men that strap blades to their feet and roll is around the ice. that what they do? Ice. I just said I don't watch the sport. All I know is the 3-1 legend of that's the worst lead to have because it has all the players start getting... Now they're playing prevent. They're not... 
pressing forward the way they were. They're not being aggressive. And it allows the opposing side to come in and score quickly, which is exactly what happened to my point. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's just nonsense. It's the same thing they say in, in proper football, where they say 2-0 it's the worst league to have, the most dangerous league to have. Just nonsense, because at 2-0... Surely 2-1 is the next worst. Cause I was going to say, how about 2-1? Two, 1-0. Two? Yeah, yeah. Just 2-1, 3-2. I can keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean... 5-4. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately for, for you guys being pithy, it ended up ringing true. So. Yeah, it did. Yeah. That's right. You're right. You're right, Nick. That's what I meant to say. Well, I'm not right. I didn't come up with the legend. <laughs> was it an enjoyable game? Yes. Yes. 100%. Was it a proper Premier League game? Yes. 100%. Was it City losing and dropping points? Yes. Which we desperately need right, right now. <laughs> Drawing and losing points, but yes, I agree. Sorry, yes. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's take a break and move on to table talk. And we're back to talk about next weekend's fixture against Bournemouth, who I know nothing about. So, Tom, I'm going to kick this over to you. Other than being a lovely seaside town, uh, Bournemouth have only ever played us ten times. Uh, we have won eight of them, drawn one, and lost one. Uh, our last outing uh, with Bournemouth was a 2-1 victory in March 2020. And previous to that was December 2019 with a 3-0 win. Um, other than that, we are sitting just below them in 16th. But we won't be there for long because I predict maybe a 2-0 win. I like 2-0. That feels conservative. It's comfortable, but not over-exaggerating. G- given how the... First three games have played out. Yeah, yeah I'd say 2-0 is, is safe. 2-0 Bournemouth, you mean, right? <laughs> Get out. That's two people I've thrown out of my house this week. Um, who is in the Bournemouth roster that we can maybe draw some concerns about? There's only one person we really know about. I think that's Dominic Solanke. Um, you know, we, um, we got a nice little uh, um, cash payment for uh, him going to Bournemouth, and he hasn't really... Uh, Worked out so well down there. I don't think he's scored still. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm i not too worried about that offensively. And um, you guys, you know, so I'm saying 3 0 again for, for um, Liverpool uh, against Bournemouth. And um, yeah, I'm not that worried. I, I'm going to actually, if we're thrown out a prediction, which I swore I wasn't going to do, but here we are, I'm going to say 3 1. I, ha- I got a funny feeling they're going to score on us early take us by surprise, and then we're going to hopefully go back into form. I'm sick of conceded first. That would be, I know, it's be seven matches in a row. Yeah. That would make it eight. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. When I heard that stat, I almost threw up in my mouth. Yeah. Uh, Kiefer Moore, uh, their forward, he scored once this season. He's probably our biggest threat. Welsh national? Uh, yes, Welsh national. Oh, good also, uh, also on my fantasy team. Um, oh, <laughs> so God. I don't want him to score. Um, <laughs> Bench him. Bench him. Um, Jamil Lowe or Jamal Lowe uh, from Jamaica he's the other guy that came on for a sub over the weekend or, um, yeah I don't see them being a threat really um, but as for who starts up front for us do we start with Bobby in the middle again do we start with Diaz do we start with Sal- uh, Salah in the middle what do you guys think I'm going to stick with my same lineup from last week um, which Klopp Foolish, you didn't listen to. So uh, you want me to get on the blower time? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, typical alley at the back. TAA, <clears throat> Gomez, Van Dijk, Robbo, and then I'm going with Hendo on the 
right side of midfield, uh, helping TAA back in defence. Fabinho, first name on my team sheet in midfield. And then um, I'm playing with Elliot on the left-hand side. Um, and then up front, I'll put Salah out wide on the left, Cavallo in the centre, and Diaz on the right. Oh, sorry, the other way around. Diaz on the left, Cavallo on the right, and Salah in the centre. I would have the exact same team. I have an almost identical team. I've got a couple of things I wanted to try, but um, uh, I really want to see Carvalho in the midfield. I think watching how explosive he was, his footwork was phenomenal. Uh, I think he could be a lot more beneficial to the team in, in midfield. And I know that's kind of an experiment, but I mean, if we're that low on Bournemouth, why not give it a go? So would you push Elias out to... I would have him wise? come on as a sub. Probably oh, yeah. for Carvalho, I, w- I would imagine. But I, I just want to see, because they played Carvalho in the midfield during preseason, and I'm pretty sure, didn't he come on? Came on for Milner, but um, he played in a more advanced role. Yeah. Which is fine if we have him as kind of an, a, a hybrid attacking midfielder. I, I'd like to see how that works out, especially on the left. The left side is not where we're, we're bleeding goals. It's the right side we have to be worried about. Um, so I think having him there and kind of using him when he sees his opportunity to shoot ahead, that, that can push Diaz out wide, which will, will, that'll give us the width we want out there, and then with Robbo coming in with some defensive... It, it could also potentially mean Robbo doesn't have to push up quite a spot. Which is yeah. exactly what I was saying. Yeah, Robbo can, can stay back and help the back line. So who are you playing up front? Uh, Diaz, Bobby Sala. Okay. I, I, and I say that very... I like your idea of having Sala in the middle. I don't like how far wide he He's on the touchline. Actually, I mean, last week I had Sala in the middle, and the, this week I actually had Sala on the, the wing and Cavallo in the middle. Oh, I'm sorry, I misheard you. Yeah, fine. <clears throat> huh, Carvalho in the middle. He's, I mean, he was a goal scorer for Tottenham... For, for Fulham. Fulham last year, yes, Mitrovic got forty three or whatever it was, but um, but Cavallo was was a good goal scorer for Fulham last, last year. Now, w- would you be worried about throwing him in such an important role so early? Would you have him play false nine or up front? I would not be worried, and it's Bournemouth, and I think you can always change it if if, if it's not working out. Um, but but yeah. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah, because the only position on the field I don't like in my lineup is is the that that number nine position where Bobby is. Maybe Bobby's got a little rust he's shaking off. I don't know. I mean, he's played. Well, know. the whole team has some rust to shake it off. That's yeah, no kidding. More than anything, wh- whichever eleven plays, I just want to see a reaction. Yeah, I, I want to see that similar reaction. I mentioned it earlier. The same reaction that United showed. After the Brentford game, however, Klopp needs to energize this team. They need to come out like that. And and I will excuse again um, Elliot and James Mulner from the criticism because I think they've given it all um, and they've played a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. I actually would be okay, Nick, with um, Elliot having some time on the bench because we pointed out before he's not yet twenty, mm-hmm. and um, you don't want players to burn out too too early. And he has given an awful lot in these first three games. I'd be okay with a. Uh, with uh, resting Elliot and uh, from a starting lineup. If we're far enough ahead against Bournemouth, I like the idea of Elliot coming on for Salah too. I like him in that role. I don't like him and Salah on the pitch together. There's something I know they play well together, but there's something 
with the midfield and chaos right now, I don't I don't like them on the pitch together at the same time. And he plays that that he's played that that forward position before, and he looks really good over there, especially out wide. Um, but just to add to your point, Fabio uh, in the championship last season scored ten out of thirty six appearances. That's that's not a And how old is he? Um, he is nineteen. <laughs> Awesome. Actually, he turns awesome. 20 at the end of this month. Awesome. 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 All right. Anything else about next week? Uh, looking forward to a couple of games. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's take a look at the fixtures. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Brentford stuff Everton. Yeah. What do you have for that? 2-0 uh, Brentford. I have 2-0 Brentford. Um, Southampton Man United. <clears throat> Two uh, United. I was going to say yeah, two nil. I say that through gritted teeth. One uh, one Southampton. Man, um, um, I don't think United can string two performances what together. Did you, what did you guys say for Brentford Everton? Two nil. Oh, I got two one. Mm. Okay, Brentford. Anyway, three nil Leeds against Brighton. One one Brighton against Leeds. Two one Brighton. City three one Palace. City three one Palace. Arsenal three nil Fulham. Wait, 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 we skipped over Chelsea, Leicester. I agree, Chelsea 2, Leicester 0. Exactly what I had. Yeah, okay. Uh, what did you guys have for Man City, Crystal Palace? 3-1 I had. So did Tom, I think, yeah, 3-1. Yep. I'm going to go 3-2, f- and that's very hopeful for Crystal Palace. Mm. I like how they've been playing. Let's let's see what happens. A boring nil all draw between Villa and West Ham. Wait, yeah, Ars- s- Arsenal Fulham. Hold on, you guys skipped over me. What, <laughs> I've got them in order. You keep saying you guys. Like, it's yeah. this guy oh, I'm pulling right. it off the, the app. I have them in order of Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, Arsenal We're Fulham. We're just looking at two different versions, guys. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Arsenal Fulham. 2-1 Arsenal. I'm going 2-0 Arsenal. 3-0 Arsenal. You guys are probably more right there. Um, you were saying Villa, um, West Ham, you said nil-nil, those two. Oh, I, that is a brutal... I, uh, I also thought it was nil-nil, um, but I changed my mind and said, you know what, I think West Ham are going to get a goal, I'm going to finally get a win, and I uh, don't know where it's coming from. Jared Bowen's got to score soon, so um, so yeah, 1-0 to West Ham. I have 1-0 West Ham. I mean, broken clock's got to be right twice a day, right? <laughs> you got At some point, if you're in the Premier League, you have to score a goal. <laughs> I mean, Sheffield United, Sunderland, and Derby all tried not scoring goals for a season. and, uh, and uh, <laughs> Where down. are they now? Yeah. Uh, Wolves, Newcastle? Bloodbath. 3-0 Newcastle. 2-1 Newcastle. Ooh, really? I'm going 2-0 Newcastle. Wolves aren't giving up a lot of goals. They're just not scoring a lot of goals. Agreed. Uh, Forest Spurs? 1-3. Forest 1, Spurs 3. 2-1, Spurs. Uh, Hopeful 3-1, Forest, but for sure it's going to be 3-1, Spurs. At least. (laughs) I don't see that one going well. And that is that. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, Any closing thoughts? No, none for me. Just, we got to get a win this week. That's my only closing thought. I uh, I want to talk about a win next week. I want to be sitting here and happy and giddy and seeing a great performance. And uh, if I could see a performance like United from Liverpool, 
can't believe I'm saying that, but if I could see that, then I'd be I'd be very happy here next week. So the key word is fire. We want to see fire inside our team. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll chat to you next week.